On today's episode, we recap Thursday night football between the Saints and the Cardinals, and we make our picks for NFL Sunday Week 7. This and much, much more, it's time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda. My name is Scott, and with me is Kevin and Chris. Welcome to the show that sidelines the talking points in the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically, nothing is out of bounds, and every subject is fair game. Coming up, our picks for NFL Sunday Week 7, and Christian McCaffrey sees gold. But first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. You can also follow us on Twitter at sideline agenda sideline the agenda get off the sideline and into the game all right happy friday everybody welcome to sideline the agenda and uh welcome to what is that the san francisco 49ers christian mccaffrey uh yesterday uh late yesterday during the uh, thursday night football game it was uh broken by um adam schefter that uh the trade had been made uh apparently the 49ers are sending uh second third and fourth round picks in 2023 and a fifth round pick in 2024 in exchange for the now former carolina panthers running back christian mccaffrey so he's heading uh back home i suppose because he uh he, he played for the uh for stanford stanford cardinals right um, uh, heading back uh, to the West, at least, uh, and uh, heading to that San Francisco 49ers squad. This, I don't know. I think this is going to be, uh, it's, it's going to rattle some cages. It's not, not good news for, for, for folks like uh, myself and Chris, who happen to be Los Angeles uh, Rams fans because of the NFC West. This definitely bolsters and boosts the 49ers. I think it's going to be kind of a little, little dangerous, you know, with uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey now uh, uh, getting the ball, and then also what they can do with uh, with Samuel with Debo. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not happy with this news, Chris. I can tell that you're you're, you're somewhat frustrated yourself. Yeah, son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I get it. Damn it, man. I mean, for the 49ers, you got to be excited, but for the Rams, uh, you know that this was a bidding war between these two teams. This was an arms race. They both were going after McCaffrey, and because of the Rams' history these last couple of years and all the moves they've made, they just didn't have as much ammunition to throw at the Panthers as the uh, the 49ers did. So so they were able to outbid him. Uh, somewhat of a heavy cost, but I think he's totally worth it. Yeah, that that's going to be a, a tough squad to beat. Uh, they already are tough for the Rams, but just just in general, they've already got a good defense. They're they're already hard to tackle with with Samuel and their run game, and uh, their wide receiver Ayuk has has been making some noise this year as well. So. You know, two wideouts plus a good running back who can also receive. You know, he did some damage against the Rams when they just faced him in the uh, the first half, especially in the first quarter. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's definitely a good pickup for them. Um, the only thing that you could say about it is he does have some injury history. So, you know, the, the Niners do like to run the ball a lot. So we'll see if he'll be able to weather uh, all the pounding he's going to take. But with those other two weapons he doesn't have to carry as much of a load as he's had to carry in in uh carolina so yeah that they're, they're looking dangerous uh so yeah not not a good day for for the rams for sure but you know there's still some other players out there and there's still other moves that i'm sure they're gonna try and try and make i mean even with mccaffrey they still gotta gotta sieve for a offensive line so uh, maybe they can shore that up and and uh, get healthy uh they got van jefferson coming back so it, it's gonna come down to these two teams in this division it looks like even though we we did just see arizona i know we're gonna talk about them more but we just saw them win so all these teams are are within a game of each other so it's going to be a tight race and uh like i said or when i started this this is an arms race and uh niners made the the first big splash if you will damn bay party i want to crash the bay uh, why does he got to go to the Bay, you know? I know he's I know. a Stanford guy, yeah. but really, Frisco, that's that's who you want to play for? I mean, I know you just lost the Rams, you know, this previous week, and then you go and you play for the 
play for the 49ers, so you're going to see the Rams a couple more times. Uh, it's not good for the Chiefs either because uh, the Chiefs play him this week as well. So um, don't think he'll play, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, what are they seeing out of, you know, for the 49ers offensive scheme? Like, what are they seeing? In my opinion, I didn't really see that they had, you know, this was a position that was, you know, really sought out after. I thought that they were pretty good. I thought they were moving, you know, deep along, but this does give them an alternate threat. And I, I agree with you, Scott. Um, this might make them a little dangerous, especially in the NFC, especially in that division um, where they're just going to potentially run away with it. Now, again, to your point as well, Chris, you know, McCaffrey's missed, what, 23 out of 33 games in his previous seasons, 2020 and 2021, uh, uh, even I think all the way up to 20, no, yeah, 2021. Um, and so he's definitely injury prone. So, you know, what if he goes up there and, you know, gets gets injured again? And, you know, this is kind of I don't I just don't I don't get the move on this one, although it's a big name. And, you know, we we all love to travel about big names. Right. We all love the, you know, the the, the following, I guess. But it's fun to talk about. We'll, we'll have to see how they mesh. But I'm still picking the Rams to take this division. I'm still riding with the Rams, even though uh, they'll have Mc- Christian McCaffrey looking at his numbers this far in the season. For the Panthers, not really impressive. So go ahead and have them, you know, take them, you know, and see what you guys can do. But uh, I'm still picking the Rams to grab that division. Yeah, the only thing is, is Christian McCaffrey, he's not only is he a, a, a obviously very talented running back, but he, he has the ability to catch the ball and it yeah. kind of plays to the strength or <laughs> lack thereof of Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, the little quick uh, outs and, and whatnot. So um, it, it just increases the threat. Uh, I, I just think that this does really, you know, it, the move does make sense to me, and it does uh, quite uh, um, severely in, increase the, uh, the the strength of uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers, in my opinion. Uh, it's funny because at first I was reading this article uh, just several days ago, and somebody was uh, – saying that, you know, talking about the various spaces and places that uh, he could end up, and the 49ers was the first one floated, and I was reading it, and I was like, that just doesn't make sense to me, kind of what you were saying before, Kevin, but not really thinking about it as the complete package in regards to Jimmy Garoppolo and what he does or doesn't bring to the table. And to me, as you know, the Rams, I, I heard that rumor uh, being floated as well, but it didn't make sense from from just a from a money standpoint, from 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 what they could potentially offer. Uh, but the other team that did potentially make sense to me was the Kansas City Chiefs, because I, I know that they had a lot of those first ra- draft uh, first round draft picks uh, in the Tyreek Hill uh, trade. So I, I'm, I don't can't remember if those are, still exist. I'm assuming they do. But uh, you know, another squad that was in desperate need of a, of a running back and, and improving that game. Uh, that, to me, that potentially made sense. But there he goes. Uh, he's he's heading to San Francisco uh, to the 49ers, and um, they 49ers just got a lot better in the NFC West, uh, a, a division that is fairly equal across the board. Um, you know, that, that, that might be the difference uh, maker. Uh, to to uh, help the 49ers start to uh, pull away from the pack. But we'll see. You know, like you said, we'll see how that meshes. We'll see how that gels together. All right, well, let's move on to Thursday night football. If you wanted touchdowns that have definitely severely been lacking in previous Thursday night football games, well, you came to the right place. The only problem was this game between the New Orleans Saints and Arizona Cardinals was boring as hell. Even though it was a 42, the Cardinals ended up winning 42 to 34. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, quite a, a big scoring game. You would think to yourself, well, my gosh, golly gee, that's just got to be a bowl full of entertainment. But uh, to me, I, I, I watched this game on my couch with, you know, my, my, my head, you know, uh, resting a, a upon my, 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 <laughs> my arm, you know, like just, I don't know. To me, it was an extremely boring game. Um, I, I don't know. What, do you, what were you guys' thoughts as, as far as uh, Thursday night uh, uh, last night? Yeah, it was kind of on the same level. I mean, if if you were told to score before watching the game, you probably would have expected something to be a lot more exciting. But, you know, in the beginning, there was the deep pass, which which was cool. You know, we hadn't seen that on 30 ni- Thursday night, at least, in, in a while. So it kind of started out pretty well. But then there were just some sloppy turnovers and, you know, a couple run backs. So the, the scores was like they were higher than than uh, 
they they were basically give me give me a touchdowns, giveaway touchdowns. So you know, big whoop there. And then New Orleans scored a couple times towards the end of the game when it was basically garbage time already. So that was kind of you know big whoop there. Um, yeah, this game came down to turnovers and. Um, Dalton threw three picks. One of them wasn't his fault. The other two were absolutely his fault. And I think two of them got returned or one of them might have been just short, but they, they both basically turned into touchdowns. Yeah. But it just seemed like we're watching two teams that, you know, they're okay, but they're definitely bottom half of the league. And uh, it just didn't seem like there was much writing on this game, even though, you know, D, uh, Hopkins came back for the Cardinals, so they looked better. They were able to move the ball a little bit. But, yeah, it was just kind of a little sloppy. And, again, given the high score, you, you thought it would have been like high-flying offense out there. But it, it just wasn't. It was it was mostly kind of slop and uh, a really banged-up Saints defense. They're not out there stopping anybody. And then Dalton just turned it over like he did. And that receiver that couldn't catch the ball was hit him right in the chest. And the guy catches it and for an interception takes it back to the house. So, um you know, I'm glad we got to see touchdowns at least. You know, that that, that part was cool. But overall, it, it just it didn't really seem like an important game. You know, neither of these teams are really vying for, like, being head of the division or anything. And, and like I said, the Saints are, are all kinds of beat up. So uh, nice to see touchdowns. But other than that, yeah, it was, it was kind of a snooze fest. Uh, other than Kyler Murray barking at his coach, that was that was somewhat entertaining. <laughs> Going Calm over the there, f down. Out. <laughs> he was an angry midget. Calm the f down. <laughs> Calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a boring game. This game was. I was. I felt like I was watching college out there. The highlight of the night really is the Cardinals uniform. I mean, I didn't mind it. I thought they looked pretty good out there at the black helmets. Um, with the, little, with the sparkly know, red, it did look sparkle, <laughs> yeah. right? I I, I didn't know if that was just me. Helmets. <laughs> I was like, and then I read something too. I was like, oh, why don't they do that? And then I read something. It's like them and and uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They they don't they don't try to dress dark colors or or black um, because of the heat of what you know the environment where they're at. You know, Arizona, Texas. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, I suppose. But their uniform, I'm talking about their uniform, guys. There's literally right. <laughs> nothing to talk about during this game. This game is much ado about nothing. I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment and say, Hopkins is back. You know, he did feed him, what, 10 times? He did get over 100 yards. Great job. We all know Hopkins is great, but is he a game changer? Is he going to change and flip this season around for Cardinals? I don't see it. Their running game's definitely sad. I think Kyler Murray is, is, is sad. Um, he scrambles. He could try to make things happen on his feet, but he doesn't have the, the greatest arm or the greatest accuracy and let's just be honest here Andy Dalton is the real reason why the Cardinals law or Cardinals won uh, Andy Dalton yeah. literally threw as you said Chris three picks and two of them returned for touchdowns back to back in the what second quarter so already they were climbing out of a hole where, where they couldn't they're not efficient that way you, you can't have Andy Dalton throwing the ball as much as he did tonight and a lot of it was in garbage time much to do about nothing, guys. It was nice to see a high-scoring game Thursday night. It was nice to actually hear Al, Mark, uh, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit again. You know, I, I actually love that duo. I'm, I'm starting to become a fan just to listen to them uh, rather than, you know, apparently the game. So, um, yeah. I'm going to say a word in defense of Andy Dalton tonight because, it, to me, it was kind of annoying that there was this constant drumbeat of Jameis Winston from all the commentators and during the halftime show. Uh, but my point is, is that there was a lot of guys getting hit in the hands and on the chest and, and all that kind of stuff, and they weren't bringing the ball in. Now, don't get me wrong. Those two picks specifically that you had mentioned before, Chris, were, were bad passes and um, clearly uh, uh, not did not speak well for Andy Walt Andy Dalton's performance but that said I was also watching this like compare and contrast where it's like when Kyler's hitting some guy uh you know in the hand or throwing it a little late but still getting it there and it's like you know gets it hits in the the, the you know the 
receiver drops the ball, it's like, oh, drop pass by the receiver. But when Andy was throwing it out, it was just like, oh, my God, that was such a late pass. And, you know, like it, just the way that it was present, presented and packaged, I'm like, I'm watching the same throws on, on both ends. I, I'm Point is, is that I'm, I'm not wowed either way. And yeah. then it's like, you're telling me, like, Jameis Winston, we were talking about this just last show, where it's like, this guy is famous, famous for interceptions and throwing picks. And they went with Dalton because he had not been throwing interceptions to this point. Of course, then he shits the bed tonight and throws three. But that <laughs> said, uh, there was a reason why he was out there. And, and everybody's just that, that whole prisoner of the moment thing just, just kind of like makes my brain hurt sometimes where it's like, well, they should put James Winston in. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Because then clearly the, then the things would be just that much better. I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, maybe I need to calm yeah. the F down just the, like Cliff. The, Kingsbury. <laughs> the, the media just has a, uh, they've got a hard on for Dalton, man. They just hate that guy. Oh, yeah. Well, like it was in Chicago. Yeah, it was like, oh, get Fields in there. Get Fields. Yeah. Get Fields. We need Fields in there. Get him in right now. We can't have Dalton out there. Get Fields in. And like you said, to this point, Dalton was actually playing pretty well. Wasn't throwing the, wasn't turning it over until tonight. And Winston's over there hurt. He was the third string quarterback. And, you know, of course, you've got to get, get Winston, Winston out, out there. there. Get, the, get that damn ginger <laughs> off the field. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it just, it, to me, it just, it was like pandering. It's like, God, there's no stakes here for you to say that other than, you know, look, I'm, I'm going to be for Jameis Winston here. Look how great I am. Huh? Yeah. yeah. It, it is what it is. We all know what it is anyway. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Thursday night, uh, another snorer of a game except the fact that there were so many scores. <laughs> There's so, so many points in this game, uh, but it was still like ironically just a big snoozer. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to uh, NFL Sunday week seven. But before we do that, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or uh, wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a five-star rating. Like, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. You know what it is. And also, you can check us out on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. All right, NFL Week 7. NFL Sunday Week 7. Uh, there's a lot of fun matchups here um, coming our way. Why don't we just start it off? Why don't we kick it off? with the uh, AFC North rivalry game between the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. This game is in Baltimore. The Ravens are 3-3. Three and three. The Cleveland Browns are 2-4. and four. Uh, Last week, the Ravens finally got a good rushing game going, um, and uh, it was g- put on by somebody other than Lamar Jackson, <laughs> you know, the, the running quarterback of the Stars. Uh, yeah, Kenny and Drake, he ran for 119 yards and a touchdown. And Baltimore's offense has uh, pushed the team to early leads in each of its three losses. Uh, but the opponents um, have come back in the final two minutes to to take it. So that's not good. That's a trend that they definitely are looking to cut. Uh, the Ravens um, rushing, it, it does well. It should do well, rather, uh, against the Cleveland Browns because uh, they have uh, given up 789 rushing yards, the ninth most in the league. Um, if they run the ball as well as they did last week, in theory, I think, especially at home, Baltimore will take this game, uh, and uh, you know Baltimore actually might clear the spread. They're 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 minus six and a half at this moment. Yeah, the Ravens should be able to to pull this one out. I think, especially after uh, what Belichick did to the Browns. I mean, if you can just stop the run and just make Brissett go back and beat you, he's proven that he hasn't been able to do that yet. And they've also, like like you said, they've had trouble closing out games. So even if they do get out in front of you, you can kind of hang around and come back and, and get them at the end. Because other than the run game, they, they don't really have too much. So I would expect fully the, the Ravens to definitely control this game and, and handle it pretty easily. Yeah, AFC North, I mean, let's just, let's just talk hypotheticals, right? Cleveland Browns to come out there and they beat the Ravens in Baltimore, which would be a huge upset. But you could argue that they might be sitting in first place after they win. And with the Baltimore Ravens going down to three and four, um, 
Cincinnati potentially, you know, dropping. Um, you know, this is kind of a shit show division that is literally still up for grabs for any one of these teams. So it's a big game. It's a big game for the, the Browns, and it's a big game for the, the Ravens. So the Ravens can't come out there and drop this one. Um, this is one of the ones that they have to make a statement on and, and really, you know, take ownership of this division. So it should be a good one. I am picking the Ravens, though, to stick this one out. I think that they're head and shoulders, or should be anyway, um, head and shoulders with no flakes coming off, nice shampoo and conditioner um, <laughs> right above the Browns. So let's go, Ravens. I'm, I'm picking them. Moisturizing the scalp. I like it. All right, uh, <laughs> NFC South. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to Carolina to take on the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. As we mentioned before at the top of the show, will be Christian McCaffrey-less. <laughs> and there's uh, quite the spread on this one. Um, the uh, Panthers are plus 10 and a half. Uh, and uh, Carolina backup uh, quarterback P.J. Walker, he hurt his neck during uh, the last game against the uh the Los Angeles Rams, but he is expected to play against Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers. They've averaged only 20 points per game, but they should have a bounce back game against their divisional opponent. Um, you know, the Panthers, they're not very good. Surprisingly though, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady have not been putting up a lot of points. Uh, do you expect this to change? Uh, do you expect to see uh, a Tom Brady, uh, uh <laughs> doing the uh, the Superman dab in uh, Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd expect Brady to at least score a couple touchdowns this time. They've been having trouble uh, getting it into the end zone. They've been kicking a lot of field goals. And the Panthers seem like they're in tank mode already. You know, they just got rid of McCaffrey, so they've basically given up on this season. And uh, they're playing for some draft picks. So uh, I would expect the Bulls or the, the Buccaneers to completely dominate this game but you know uh maybe their offensive linemen will be a little angry with the old brady grandpa grady uh, brady yelling at them so i don't know, maybe they'll they'll let the panthers get in there and get a couple sacks on them that'd be kind of interesting <laughs> but <laughs> no uh, the buccaneers should should definitely uh destroy the panthers in this game you will not win this game yeah jackass <laughs> i honestly <laughs> i really hope the bucks lose this one they're not going to though i mean it's uh, the panthers there's just no chance yeah, I, I didn't think that they would lose to the jets but that yeah. happened but i mean i i get you kevin i'm, I'm i get you <laughs> i don't know who they're gonna go to who are they gonna go uh their leading rusher is gone their leading receiver is gone Oh my gosh! This is a field day for the yeah, backup quarterback. Yeah, come on, man! You got to believe. You got to give somebody. You got to people give the people in Carolina something to believe in. You know what? You know what you got to do, Carolina. You got to go out and get Cam Newton. Yeah, there He's you go. It. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Got to get him. Hell, why not? Bring at this old point. Cam in. Exactly. He could run it in and and throw. He could throw it and catch it himself. He could do do, do it. it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you got anything else to add to that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Bucks are yeah. twelve and a half favored. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say here. All right, well, then let's move on to uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who are heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Both teams are sitting at three and three. Uh, Atlanta has uh, much to believe in, uh, a lot of self confidence, especially after beating the 49ers last week. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota, he didn't throw an incompletion until the fourth. 14th and final pass of the game, believe it or not. And he rushed for 50 yards and a touchdown and threw for two more. Uh, Atlanta faces a Bengals team with the same record and vastly higher preseason expectations. As we all know, uh, the defending AFC champ Cincinnati Bengals have not been, uh, you know, producing as much as uh, everybody thought that they would. So what do you think? Another surprise, surprise. Can the Atlanta Falcons uh, keep the momentum that they seem to be, uh, you know, on? Can they can they take down uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, the Falcons, uh, you know, they've been in a lot of games, even their three losses. They've, they've been a lot tougher of a team than most people have expected. And uh, coming off a big win against the 49ers last week, you know, it was a home game. Um, so they're a dangerous team coming into Cincinnati, but kind of historically, Atlanta seems like they've they've always kind of been a bad road team. 
And uh, I kind of expect the same this time. The Bengals, they've been coming on strong the last month or so. You know, they're sitting at three and three, but they're starting to play some better ball at home. I I would expect them to be able to, to take this game. I think they're the better team. Yeah, looking historically as well, like the last matchup that these two teams played, it was a one-point game. The Bengals pulled it out. I'm kind of predicting the same thing. We're, this is what we've seen thus far with the Bengals. They come back, you know, the fourth quarter win or, you know, last-minute field goal. And, you know, the Falcons, they potentially might be in this game. They might be leading all the way up to the you know first half. And we all might, might be looking like we're underdog geniuses out here that we predicted the Falcons would come out and, 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 and beat the Bengals. Um, but I, if I could say that the Falcons would be leading by halftime. Yes, I will say that. I don't think they're going to win this game. I think the Bengals are going to, you know, uh, they're, they're going to finish strong. Uh, they know what they need out of their star players when they need it, and they seemingly, you know, produce. And, and so, uh, yeah, the Bengals should get this game. How about this, uh, the spread, uh, Falcons plus six and a half. I think it's going to be, I think I'd be, you know, taking the Falcons here. because I would uh, agree. I feel like it'll still be close. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to move on um, to uh, the Detroit Lions heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Uh, The Detroit Lions are one and four as the Cowboys are four and two. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott uh, is very likely to return, probably will be the starter for sure, especially in the wake of that uh, Cooper Rush loss. Um and uh, Dallas, they've got a hell of a defense. Definitely uh, takes large credit for uh, the games that they have won. Um, the Lions, you know, they've uh, stumbled through four losses, uh, you know, and and uh, they've they've obviously been hurt. Uh, they are coming off of a bye week and likely the return of running back DeAndre Swift and the receiver St. Brown, the, the Lions, you know, that, that, that might help them. That might, that, that, those, that personnel return might, uh, you know, uh, give Dallas yeah. a, a run for its money. So uh, what do you think? I mean, obviously, uh, as I look at this game, I fully expect Dallas to win, except the fact that Dak Prescott is returning, and I have no faith <laughs> in that guy ever. I think you want to talk about the biggest, you know, overrated quarterback. Dak's Dak's definitely in the top running. Dak is back in the sack. Uh, <laughs> Swift is back for the Lions, but not swift enough. No, I don't. I don't know. Um, I think the Cowboys' pass rush and their defense is going to control this game. Uh, but to your point, Scott, it depends on how this coordinator for the Cowboys is going to call this game. I think he needs to pretend that Cooper Rush is out there and, and call the game that same way. And uh, they should have an easy time of it. But if he's going to let Dak draw back and throw it 40, 50 times, then, you know, the Lions, they, they could potentially make a game of this and maybe even sneak one out at the end. Um, but the, uh, the Cowboys, they just got to play defense, run the ball, don't expect too much from Dak, and, and they shouldn't have much of a problem. Jared Goff, just do one thing for me, please. Call on the Detroit Lions God in heaven that ruled over Barry Sanders' <laughs> ball and gave him feet to run and find a touchdown to come into this game and beat the Cowboys. Guys, if Dak goes in there and loses oh, to Detroit, like, could you imagine I what we're talking about? <laughs> God, please, please, any given Sunday, this Sunday, please, Jared Goff. We need you guys to beat the Cowboys. This would be awesome. I understand the Cowboys. I get it. They're going to go in there handedly. They're, this is a little confidence boost. You know, get Dak back in the game. Have everyone sing his praises again. Go out there and demolish a very subpar team. Make them look like a superstar all over again. But please, can you rain on that parade, Jared Goff? Please. You got nothing else. This is the game. And that way, we can at least see, you know, uh, Cooper get out, get back out there. And then everyone <laughs> come to reality on deck. I agree with you, Scott. One of the overrated quarterbacks within the whole league for a very long time. And he hasn't really done much of anything except for choke and not be productive throughout the seasons and then get in the playoffs and then drop it. So... 
Come on, Detroit. But if I'm a betting man, I'll I'll stick it out with the with the Cowboys. Yeah, Christmas might come early for you, Kevin. You never know. Like I said, if anybody can find a way, Dak Prescott can. And you're going to hear all the uh, Dak apologists. Oh, his thumb, his thumb's just it's still sore. It's just not <laughs> yeah. quite there yet. Oh God, he's really struggling. Oh, you can really tell he's struggling with his thumb. Oh, That's oh, so oh he'd be so much. He would have <laughs> made. Uh, oh, that interception. But his thumb, his thumb. Like that will be the, the storyline. I can. <laughs> Guarantee you, and and uh, you know, uh, to, to another one of your points, Kevin, the Dallas Cowboys, they'll, they'll be wearing their home whites, uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they won't be as fierce up front. There's still hope. And uh, DeAndre <laughs> Swift, uh, he's he, the, the guy's pretty damn swift. He can he can move, and and so uh, yeah, it, you know, it's a sleeper. It it has. Could it, be. it could yeah. definitely could be a, 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 a sleeper game, and um, boy, would I love that controversy in Jerry Land should right. Dak Prescott drop against the <laughs> one in four Detroit Lions. Oh, man, that just makes my mouth water thinking about it. Anyway, let's move on to the uh, New York Giants, who are 5-1, and one, and they are heading to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars at 2-4. and four. Jacksonville, as we've talked about in their completely confused with well they started off a uh, the season with a promising two and one start and since then the Jacksonville Jaguars have lost three straight as the Giants began a three-game win streak and moved to second place in the NFC East um I gotta tell you man I this is a team that I'm very hesitant to jump in on uh but as far as this matchup is concerned I am definitely picking the Giants I definitely think that uh they they, they put a bit of a stomping on uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah the I've been pretty much picking against the Giants all year and they've been you know, coming back to prove me wrong each time, but I'm going to pick against them one more time. I'm it going with well. the Jags in this one. <laughs> I just think that that things have just been kind of going right for the Giants, and the Jags have, have shown flashes, and they've been just an up-and-down team, and for whatever reason, just call it intuition, I just think that the Jags are going to show up this time, have a good game, and the Giants are just not going to have their best game, and I think the Jags are going to pull this one out, so bet big dollars on them Jags. Oh, big dollars <laughs> Except we are not responsible yeah. for <laughs> only responsible yeah. for the wins. We get a cut, not for the losses. We all all you listeners out there, go ahead and put down how much I should put my money on. How much? Because I'm putting on the Giants. Your guys. house and your lease, everything, right. your car, your wedding rings. Put them all in. There. How are the Jackson Jaguars? How are the how Jacksonville Jaguars? How are they favored? Yeah, how negative they, three. Right. What the heck? Yeah. No, yeah, I'm think, going Giants all the way. I agree. I, I agree with Chris. It's like this is a this kind of like a show me money bet, man. Like I, I, it's a head scratcher to me as well. Yeah, and there's no way that the Jackson, <laughs> there's no way the Jaguars are going to go in there and do anything with this. De- I just I don't see it. Their their defense is very subpar. It's very. It's very weak, especially in the secondary. You know, this should be a big game for the running back, uh, Sa- Saquon. I can never tell. Saquon. Never Saquon. Saquon. There you go. Saquon. Well, I always want to call a- the quarterback Davey. <laughs> Davey Jones instead Davey of Daniel. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> Saquon Giants- Damn it, Daniel. Just change your name to Davey already. <laughs> Just go out there and get them, Saquon Barkley. They, this is your game. They should, they should not be stopping you. And uh, the Giants should should roll 6-1, and one, no problem. And I'm really thinking about going pretty heavy on the Giants on this game because this is absurd. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would be... Uh I'd be uh, leaning towards those Giants myself. Um, so uh, there you go. There you have it with that. So let's head to the AFC South. Uh, or continue there as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars were concerned. Um, and uh, we have a little old rivalry matchup between the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they will be at, in Nashville uh, taking on the Tennessee Titans. Both teams, well, the Titans are 3-2. and two. Uh, The uh, Colts are 3-2-1. and one. Um, You know, AFC South, it's, uh, you know, first and second place teams here. Uh, they're going to battle it out for top spot. Uh, you know, both teams, um, they're on a winning streak. Uh, the, the Tennessee's coming in as a two point favorite. Um, 
thanks to their three recent three game streak in which uh, running back Derrick Henry has looked like he is his usual self again. I mean, he didn't start the season off very well, but uh, he seems to have found his rhythm, found his pace. Uh, you know, um, it should be interesting to see if uh, Jonathan Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts returns. He's He's been injured. Um, and I, I believe he's still questionable. Uh, but if he does return and the Colts are at a full-strength squad, uh, like that, it could actually be a very interesting game. Uh, Matty Ice is uh, sometimes Matty Ice and sometimes Matt, Matty not-so-nice. But, uh, um, you know, in, in Tennessee... Uh, I don't know. This is one of those games that I, I, I could see easily going either way. Of course, that makes me lean towards the uh, the hometown uh, team and uh, the Titans. Um, but uh, that's really only if Derrick Henry is able to 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 run the run the field. Yeah, this is a big showdown, a big game for uh, like you said for first place in that division. You know, kind of our our two picks for that division. We we picked the Colts early because we thought they had the best quarterback, and Ryan has had some big games. He's had a couple duds, but he's had some big games as well. Um, but yeah, in Tennessee, uh, I just think that they're really gonna establish that that running game and uh, play good enough defense where if they can control it with the run, they they should be able to pull this out. And Ryan's gonna have to drop back and throw it a lot. And I think the Titans play good enough defense to where they should be able to uh, prevent him from going off and beating them. So I think it'll be pretty close, uh, probably less than seven points. But I'm going to stick with the home team, stick with the Titans on this one. Yeah, guys, this isn't a good one. This is a very, very excited one. Um, this is probably one that everyone's going to be tuned in, especially in the morning as the first you know games start to start to go down under the way. Um, this is kind of this is kind of simple, guys. If the Tennessee Titans get out early, they should win this game. Um, the running game should be all you know, basically controlling the game, controlling the clock, controlling time of possession. Um, if they don't, however, I don't see Tannehill doing any kind of um, you know anything in the air that miraculous. He's not a very uh, uh, very efficient quarterback within the air. Um, I don't even think he's passed a thousand yards yet. I think most quarterbacks within the league has definitely surpassed that amount. I know Matty Wright, uh, you know um, Matt Ryan has. I think he's got like sixteen hundred yards already. So Matt Tannehill is not the guy to come back from behind and start throwing, you know, picking a defense apart and throwing it to you know six, seven receivers and finding guys in the end zone. He, Matt, uh, uh, excuse me, Ryan Tannehill is not that guy. Um, but as for for Matt Ryan. Um, he he has to he has to implement himself and stop turning the ball over. He has to start doing the dinking and dunking, um, and and kind of inch up the field that way. Every time we see him throw a pick, it's he's trying to do too much. He's throwing in double coverage. He's trying to squeeze it in there, and it just doesn't work. And he, I, I'm surprised out of a veteran quarterback that we still see this out of him. Um, and so if he could stop turning the ball over, the Colts will have a good chance as well. So. Uh, with you know the Colts are one and one and one on in a way so uh, in, in um you know in the in a different uh, stadium other than their house so uh, not very not very good numbers there so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean for the Tennessee Titans to pull this one out no problem um, they should have any problem they should be able to run through the Colts and you know get this victory. Oh. Yeah, they did already face earlier too. A few, only like three weeks ago, two three weeks ago, and and Titans did win that game twenty four seventeen. So that was in Indianapolis. I kind of expect more of the same. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, the Colts just in my my impression of them is that they're not very good on the road. Uh, so well, yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with that. So uh, the Green Bay Packers they're uh, going to take on the Washington Commanders uh, in Washington. Aaron Rodgers is completing just twenty nine percent of his throws over twenty yards this season. A thumb injury to his throwing hand in week five may be affecting him as much as the uh, mediocre receivers core that he has. Uh, Washington quarterback uh, Carson Wentz, he also hurt a finger on his throwing hand and will be out for Sunday's game recovering from surgery. So it's up to the backup quarterback Taylor Heineke. Uh, Green Bay is susceptible to the run, which is good for the commanders. Um, and uh, they're going to have to rely on their uh, running back, obviously, with their backup quarterback at the helm in order to uh, have a shot at beating discount double check Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, 
I'm taking the Packers here. Uh, Washington is plus five and a half. Uh, I uh, think that uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, gets this one done. Yeah, I, I think it's – I'm going to go with the Packers, but I think it's actually going to be a really close game. Like it'll be like 16 to 13 or something like that because the Packers seem to be in a little bit of a funk offensively. Um, and with their backup uh, quarterback that the commanders have, they're just going to try and stick to the run a lot more. And I think he, he came in a couple games last year and, and had some decent showings. Uh, so I think the commanders will, will play them a lot tougher than what some people will think. I'll think it'll be pretty close, but the Packers should pull it out. Yeah, I agree with you too, Chris. I think you made a good point. This backup Heineke, he's not bad. He's he's definitely play, he has some starts under his belt. He has some pretty decent experience, and he's not a bad quarterback. I think we'll all be pretty much you know plen- uh, splendidly surprised with this gentleman. But I don't think he's going to have enough to beat the Green Bay Packers. I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers should go out there and have a field day because um, God knows he he had a tough one last week. Um, and the Green Bay, if they drop this one, then we're we're, t- we're telling a different story about Green Bay this year, right, guys? Like um, that they would definitely fallen off. They're not the powerhouse that they used to be in or have been in several, you know, several uh, previous years. Um, and it would just be, quite frankly, embarrassing for Aaron Rodgers to drop one to the commanders uh, to a second string quarterback. So uh, I'm not that stupid. I'm going to go with Rodgers on this one. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not that stupid, because <laughs> we would just have to judge you vigorous. Vi- 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 oh God, I can't even speak. I, I am that stupid. Well, all right, let's move on. Uh, the New York Jets—they uh, head to Denver, a Mile High Stadium, uh, to take on the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Jets are sitting at four and two. Surprise, surprise, and the Broncos—they are two and four. Four. Uh, Jets clearly sitting four and two uh, based off the legs of Brees Hall. Uh, he's obviously uh, uh, been mainly responsible for the wins and uh, the yards of uh, from scrimmage for 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 the Jets. Uh, the Broncos, um, you know, have an impressive defense, uh, but it, it's been um, I don't know. It's not been going well across the board for uh the denvers uh, the denver broncos and and uh, russell wilson uh you know the the memes say it all in regards to the side eyes that uh russell wilson is getting from the other players uh um uh on the sideline anyway uh what do you think is there is this going to be a good game is this going to be a statement game for the new york jets are they going to go to five and two and we're going to see the two and five denver broncos and uh uh, everybody wonder, wondering why they believe so much in, in, in Russell Wilson to begin with. Yeah, this one I think is actually kind of tough. I mean, similar to the Giants, the Jets just keep, you know, making me look like a fool. They keep winning every time I think to say they're, they're going to lose. Um, so based on the last three, four weeks, I think Jets have got to be kind of the heavy favorite. But to your point, Scott, the Broncos' defense is excellent. They have a very good defense, and it's kept them in a lot of games, even though they've lost a couple of them. Two of them have gone to over, overtime that they've lost. So, you know, they could be just as easy uh, flipping their record at 4-2, and two, being a very bad 4-2 and two team. Um, the Jets being so young, going into mile high, riding high themselves off this little win streak, it just seems like this is a game that they would drop. Uh, Broncos, this is kind of desperation mode here. This is a game they really need to win. Wilson has not looked very good. I mean, he's on a new team. Didn't really have seemingly a ton of time to get everything all up and running offensively. He's dealing with that, was it a shoulder, like a lat injury or something? His arm strength doesn't doesn't seem to be... No, he had like a, like oh, right. either oh, a shot yeah, or yeah. shoulder surgery. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. he's got something going on with his arm. His strength doesn't seem to be quite what it was. Like he had a couple throws last game that he just kind of short throwed, short armed. Um, I want to pick the Jets, but I just feel like the Broncos need this one so much more. Their defense is going to really show out, and they're going to keep them in this game. And Wilson's going to be able to at least make a couple plays and finally be able to put a game together. So I'm going with the Broncos in this one, but I think it's going to be like it's going to come down probably to a field goal, um, not a very high high scoring game. Yeah, rumors in the mail that uh, Russell Wilson might not even play. Um, he's limited with practice at least throughout this week, so he is kind of you know fighting with this hamstring um, soreness. 
so if if he doesn't play, then I'm going to go with the Jets on this one. But uh, if he's playing, which we all expecting him to play, I will say Russell Wilson doesn't miss too many games. Um, I'm picking the Denver Broncos to come out there, get the job done. Um, I don't see the the Jets uh, doing too much offensively. Um, but then again, guys, this is going to be one of those games where it's just going to be a field goal after field goal because two defenses looking pretty good, and these are very sour offenses. These these two offenses, they reek. They don't really do anything very um, very well out there, and it's 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 apparent when you watch them. So. Uh, could be a very sloppy game, maybe a lot of turnovers, probably a couple picks. Everything under the moon and under the sun that you don't want to see, you'll probably see it in this one, and it'll probably be a game that's like 9-6, and, and six, something like that. <laughs> but I'm picking the Broncos. <laughs> All right, well, let's head to Las Vegas as the uh, Raiders take on the powerhouse uh, Houston Texans. Both of these teams are comparable <laughs> to each other as the Houston Texans are 1-3-1, and three and, one, and the Las Vegas Raiders are one and four. Uh, so these single team wins are, uh, are te- these uh, single win teams rather are coming off a much needed bye week. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know what to say about this. Uh, you can make an argument that the Raiders have not lost by much, um, six points or less uh, for. Um, uh, all four of their losses. Uh, meanwhile, the Texans, they've gotten blown out, but an L is an L. So, you know, there you go. Um, it should be, uh, you know, interesting to see which team will suck less and which team will suck more. <laughs> um, but uh, you're definitely guaranteed to see a team suck. I think that this is one of those, like, weak sauce, man, we bad, we here, we back game moments for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, especially in Las Vegas. They're going to be hooping and hollering and shaking their dicks around uh, about how badass they are as they uh, beat the Houston Texans in this uh, empty styrofoam statement game. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to definitely beat up on the lesser opponent. I mean, Raiders are easily the best one win team out there. Yeah, <laughs> And they're going to get to two. Uh, like you said, they've been in a lot of games. They they've got a solid squad, but you know they're lacking some some p some pieces as far as closing games out. But yeah, the, the Texans they're basically in tank mode as well. So I fully expect the Raiders to have a good showing and and easily win this one. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately. Even though the Texans did have a bye last week, so you would expect them to to be in you know heavy practice mode and them studying tape and had two weeks pretty much to prepare for the Raiders. So maybe it could be an upset, but you know with them being rated at thirty over total uh, total overall offense in the whole league against the Raiders that are rated number ten, uh, which isn't too bad. That's uh, going to be hard for them to 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 beat the Raiders, especially in Las Vegas. So um, yeah, I'm going with the Raiders on this one. All right. Well, we've got the Seattle Seahawks uh, heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Seahawks are three and three, while the Chargers are four and two. Uh, do Gino, the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, <laughs> Gino Smith, has been surprisingly effective for the Seahawks, particularly on the deep throws where you can connect with one of the league's top receivers, uh, receiver tandems actually uh, in DK Metcalf and also Tyler Lockett. Uh, Seattle's defense. Uh, arguably cost them games early in the season, though they are showing signs of improvement. Meanwhile, the Chargers boast one more win in their record than the Seahawks, but last week's win against the Broncos wasn't pretty. Um, Justin Herbert, as you said, Kevin, in the previous show, what did you say? He was like a, a rag doll or something like a, yeah. a China doll or something like something so fragile and frail. Um, you know, uh, he failed to throw a, a touchdown uh, a touchdown period period um in, in first time in his career last week uh, uh you know they, they may get uh keenan allen back um and and that of course would be a very valued uh, missing um uh, component to the chargers offense and uh would probably arguably be the difference maker i have to say though this is like one of those classic you know um uh pitfall games i could easily see seattle going in there in, into los angeles and winning this game against the chargers 
I'm actually going to pick the Seattle Seahawks. It's crazy, wow. but I'm saying the Seahawks are going to win this one. Okay. Though the Chargers should handedly uh, take this one, but I'm actually I'm 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 following my intuition. I'm going going with the Seahawks. Yeah, the Chargers should uh, even if Allen is ready to go, they should rest him. Rest that hamstring going into the bye. Let him get fully healthy. Don't rush him back out there. Shouldn't need him. Uh, Seahawks defense is pretty bad. Uh, Chargers have a great passing offense. They should be able to throw it all over them. Um, Herbert's not going to go two weeks in a row with with not throwing touchdowns. He's going to get at least a couple. They've been really pumping it to Eckler a lot lately too. Uh, Chargers defense is it's not what it was with Bosa, but it's still solid enough at home. Uh, Chargers are going to take this one. I don't. I don't think the Seahawks are going to go in there scoring thirty plus points, which is what they're going to need to do to win this one. Uh, so I got the Chargers. I think they'll be in the low 30s. Seahawks might make it to the 20s. Uh, I, Chargers, I got this one for sure. Yeah, yeah. interesting enough, all the Chargers games seem like they come down to the wire. <laughs> doesn't matter what, what score it is. You know, it could be a low-scoring game, high-scoring game. just seems like it all comes down to either a final last-second field goal or a last-second you know, miss or, oh, I got two minutes and maybe he throws a pick or whatnot. I mean, I am expecting the Chargers to win this game. However, uh, I'm not going for the Chargers. That's for sure. I need them to lose this game. Uh, this is actually in this <laughs> in this time slot. This is a good AFC West, NFC West showdown. Uh, we have a couple of them this week, and uh, this was this is definitely one that's gonna make or break both divisions for for both the both the games. So um, I'll, I'm pretty sure all, you know, all football fans, their eyes are gonna be glued on this one. It's gonna be glued on the next one. I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, and so you. All you listeners, you have to stay tuned, of course, figure out what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm expecting the Chargers to handle this one. They should have no problem. However, I'm going for the the, the Seahawks. Unfortunately, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a deal with you, Kevin, because the uh, AFC West and NFC West matchups you refer to are let's split down the middle. So you will root for the Chargers, or yeah, because we're Rams fans, so we'll root for the Chargers on this one, and then we'll root for the Kansas City Chiefs as they take on the 49 on the next one <laughs> yeah no no, yeah. Guy, no compromise all right well let's check that game out how about that the kansas city chiefs uh they are heading to san francisco to take on the 49ers the kansas city chiefs of course uh, lost last week to the uh, buffalo bills and the 49ers uh, also lost to the atlanta falcons um you know 49ers have been dealing with injuries uh the, nick bosa um trent wilson right uh also, uh, Kansas City, you know, they, they have their share as well. Um, Rashad Fenton, Trent yeah. McDuffie, um, they're both questionable for this week. Um, you know, I think that uh, Kansas City goes, I, I, I think they travel well. I, I, I always say this, I, I feel like Kansas City plays better on the road. Uh, you've said this too in the past, Chris, where they play with a little more um, emphasis uh, uh, to get, get out it, get, get out, get at it early. Um, I think that uh, this is uh, Kansas city's game to win. Um, it's not easy to play in San Francisco. It's not easy to play the 49ers, especially with their defense. But uh, I, I think that uh, Kansas city bounces back um, and uh, they're sitting four and two now 49ers three and three. Uh, I see uh, the Chiefs uh, winning this game, uh, moving to that five and two slot, and uh, the 49ers heading to that three and four. Yeah, even though the 49ers have a good defense, the Chiefs' offense is, is you can't really slow them down for four quarters. So I don't think the 49ers will be able to score enough to outscore the Chiefs. So I, I definitely got the Chiefs in this one. Um, but it'll be tough in, in San Francisco. You know, the, the Niners, they might have a game plan of just, just trying to run it. I don't know if McCaffrey's going to be playing yet or not, but they might, might want to run it just to shorten the game down to maybe make it closer. Um, and the Chiefs' defense isn't exactly the, the greatest against the run. You know, we saw the Bills just carve them up, and it seems like we, like we talked about last episode, they just needed to just continue to run the ball, and they probably wouldn't have had much problem in that game. Um, so I, I kind of think it depends on what kind of game plan the Niners have, because if they want Garoppolo to go back and, and throw it, he's, he's going to throw the game away to the Chiefs sooner or later. Uh, but I still think the Chiefs will be able to score enough points, um, even if they get slowed down a little bit, to uh, outscore the Niners. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. Guys, you guys already know where I'm going. 
We're going the Chiefs all the way, guys. This is the game plan. <laughs> you got to get out early. You got to get them. You got to you got to get a good uh, good lead uh, early, and then that way you can kind of uh, control the game from that point on and make Garoppolo beat you um, without applying the running game. So once if they get caught behind, it's going to be a tough game, guys. Because what I'm predicting, and I'm going to call it right now, first half is going to be Chiefs all the way. They're going to come out, especially after a loss. They really do become very efficient right after a loss. They do they do. Step forward, and they they, uh, they you know they start uh, attacking, being more aggressive out there, and they start seemingly um, getting things together a lot better than what we see from you know teams that are just you know winning constantly. So last week's loss, not a bad, it's not a bad thing. I know that they're going to bounce back pretty strong, but my prediction: second half, these refs. In San Francisco, <laughs> they're going to the be making, factor. dude. They're going to be making some bonehead calls. I'm already calling it right now. I already see it. It's this is going to become a close game. The Chiefs, we will see them up ahead, and then it, towards the fourth quarter, we're going to start seeing. Oh shit! This is a very close game. This could be anyone's game, and it really could come down to who has the ball last for who for who we see wins this game um there will be a lot of uh questionable calls but this is going to be a showdown guys i'm excited for it um it's a great game i am picking the chiefs to come out there and uh um you know do their thing and get a victory and hopefully uh would be enough to at least uh keep them at top of the the division Wait a minute, Kevin. Are you suggesting that there's going to be uh, questionable calls made by the NFL refs that may affect the outturn, out, out, the the, the uh, yeah. outcome of the game? <laughs> that I've never, sure I've never seen anything yeah. like that. Preposterous. Exactly. Not Lies, you say. Especially with the Chiefs. Are you kidding me? It's not like yeah. it's cost them a Tell game me. already this season. Yeah. <laughs> the wow. bay they'll have their flags rolling and they'll all be <laughs> yellow there could be a lot of laundry on the field a lot of laundry on the field <laughs> all right well uh our final sunday night game uh is between the pittsburgh steelers and they are at miami taking on the dolphins the steelers are two and four the dolphins are three and three both of these teams have had quarterbacks enter concussion protocol in recent weeks, but the Miami starter, Tuo Tago Vailoa, is expected to return to the lineup. We all hope for that. We're all rooting for that. Uh, and also Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, uh, who was also in concussion protocol after leaving a week six game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, may be cleared by doctors this week. Uh, I am really hopeful for Tua's return um, just because I think that the Miami Dolphins, especially with their top receiving duo in uh, Hill and Waddle, uh, it's just it needs to be center stage. It needs to, it, it's it's one it's one it's one of the many, but but definitely one exciting story. Uh, that is happening and developing in the NFL. I think it's good for the NFL if they can start, uh, if Tua can return and they can um, pick up where they left off, so to speak, and uh, uh, you know, get them get them balls of flying um, and uh, having those receivers go long distance. And I think that they will do that. I think that the Miami Dolphins will win this game and uh, go four and three. Yeah, I agree. I think the uh, Dolphins are going to get out there and start high-flying again uh, like they were before the injury because I think Tua should be playing. And, uh, yeah, that tandem that they got at receiver is just it's, – it's deadly. It's, it's the best In the league, it's maybe the best we've seen in a while. Um, you know, both guys can get over 100 with ease. Uh, so I, I think the Dolphins should te- definitely take this one. If I was the Steelers, I actually wouldn't even bother putting Pickett in there. He's still a young guy. You don't want to throw him out there if he's not even 100% potentially. Just throw Trubisky out there. Let him let him be the cannon fodder. <laughs> Give him the nod. So, yeah, I mean, you're not, it's not like Pickett's going to go out there and, you know, outgun Tua with those two receivers. So uh especially on the in the bright lights the big stage sunday night yeah the dolphins are going to come out there at home and and they're going to be really uh, ready to go with their quarterback back and they're going to put on a show 
Guys, we won't even be watching a football game at this point. <laughs> we're just gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna be brainwashed with all this concussion protocol crap. Oh, they're gonna gosh. be showing to, oh, both teams and this concussion. This well, and this this, this is why Tua though needs to have a good showing because then it'll be like this is inspirational. Yeah. Imagine only but a couple of weeks ago, this man he was he was fencing on the ground. I still have that image etched deep into my mind and now we can move on because Tua Tagovailoa has been healed I say (laughs) and then Pickett Pickett's back and look what he's doing and Pickett is picking them apart this is is, that's all we're going to hear guys I mean I'm not looking forward to this one at all but I am picking them I hope the Dolphins come out there I hope they put on a good show and win it's fun to see them win but the Steelers they just beat Tampa Bay last week like what the heck so uh, it's kind of hard to predict maybe if they were smart enough they would start Trubisky to your point Chris but uh you know if it's a picket you know then all we're gonna hear is concussion this and concussion that all game long well, maybe Fun. there'll be a situation where we could see uh, Tago Vailoa and Pickett accidentally run into <laughs> each other at the same time and then both fall down on the field uh, uh, concussed. Oh, I'm <laughs> just curious just if they're... The perfect fodder for everybody. Well, My they God! Got the, they got those referees out on the field. I think they need to have a doctor in a white lab coat out there on the field too. And he's got his little pen light. And between each play, he goes up and he checks the pupils of all these players and <laughs> yeah. sees how they're doing. I'm just I'm curious if there, there's something to my Pope mobile idea where you just Junior put the quarterback in the Pope mobile and uh, the linemen uh, sit in the cab of the car and, and, and uh, I'm just, down, down in the field they drive. I'm just curious <laughs> if he, they, when they get the both captains out there at half field and you, know, you see Pickett on the left and you see uh, uh, two to the right and uh, there you go. go. Call it in the air if they both call heads. If they read into that <laughs> somehow, somewhere. like like the coin, the coin yeah. toss goes like, up in the air, falls heads, on the field. Heads, heads. Both both Tuo and Pickett bend down to pick up the coin, and they connect heads, and then they both fall back, <laughs> completely knocked out. They both wobble, wobble, carted, fall. Have to be carted off the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all the social justice woke warriors out there their heads would explode and uh, that would that just might might take out Miami uh, uh, hard rock stadium <laughs> oh my goodness this is such a vicious sport all right well hopefully that's what happens i'll be looking forward to that i'll be watching the coin toss <laughs> what's the spread on that the coin toss concussion happening both quarterbacks concussed during the coin toss <laughs> What's the over-under on that? I want that action. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here at Sideline the Agenda. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, to, to subscribe to the show, would you? Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast entertainment. Uh, give us a five-star review and tell your friends about the show. You can also find us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. I'm Scott. That's Kevin. That's Chris. And this is Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game.